0: I think that was a big switch for me doing the, the Camino. I've been, I can see it now with sort of perspective. I've been so, always sort of chasing something that I just, when I finish this, I will be satisfied. When I finish this, I always been sort of aiming at something and sort of maybe then I can relax. Maybe then I can relax. But during that Camino, everything became so simple. It's, it was like so many things that happened during this hike. It was, I hiked a lot with the guy that uh, didn't walk that fast. And I'm used to sort of hiking fast and, you know, meeting the goal, the quickest. But then I realized there's no point uh, if I sort of make that daily hike in four hours or six hours. It's That's what I'm going to do for the day. It's doing the hike. It doesn't really matter if I stress. And then I sort of stopped and and more enjoyed the conversations on the way and, and stopped maybe for a longer coffee with people I met on the hike. So that was sort of just a small thing for me in, in gratitude to sort of enjoy the company of people instead of. Rushing to to a goal. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the
1: Is a Swedish entrepreneur, change maker, inspirational speaker, and life coach. He is also the author of The Vulnerable Man Break Your Patterns, Master Your Emotions, Reclaim Your Life, which, has inspired, which was inspired by his own struggle to reconcile his everyday life and emotional turmoil that he was experiencing. As a HSP himself, Anderson tells the story of his own struggle with burnout to ensure that others might learn or relearn how to listen to their inner voice and how to handle their emotions in an overwhelming world. Thomas Anderson, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: It's my pleasure. So, let us know a little bit more about you, about your story. I'm uh, I'm really curious how how you got to create this book and um, how you got to identify yourself as a highly sensitive person.
0: Yes, <clears throat> I think I think sort of my my, my major, main journey started in uh, about six years ago when I was sort of stuck in life. I I'd done everything you should have done, you know. I I was married, I had the kids, uh, I got a new job and doing sort of whatever I wanted to do at my job. I sort of took on new challenges, but still there was this uh, sort of inner turmoil. I didn't feel enough. And um, I don't know, I've always been like a helper and helping people, but I don't know. I think like at that time, it was just like too many things um, that I was doing. And being there for everyone, but maybe not being there for myself. And um, I was like, yeah, on my way into burnout and feeling depressed and just overwhelmed about everything. But also at that time, there there was this little voice that this is not the way life should be. Um, So I just realized something needed to change. And uh, I took like small steps back and got help from from friends uh, coming back to myself in a way. And uh, on that journey, I got into uh, contact with the HSP, highly sensitive person. And that sort of made so much sense for me, uh, taking in more information and being overwhelmed. This sort of treat that I have been like felt I I'm so wrong. I sort of overthink and I think too much and I get overwhelmed. There's something strange with me. But now I realized it's just something different, and I just hadn't learned to handle my emotions and and seeing it clearly in a way and and having the tools to master these things. So that was like the big start of um, like a long journey of me finding my way back. And uh, I went on the pilgrimage, the Camino down in Spain. Uh, I changed my jobs. I started my own business. And also during this time, there was a lot of talking about uh, men and uh, me too, uh, period there when you talked about men and masculinity. And then I sort of realized going through my process, uh, I saw that the need of conversation and sort of opening up and talking about these um, sort of these inner thoughts uh, that I have been sort of struggling with, it was needed. It was like you needed to open up in a way. And then I saw that I have written a journal for, for many, many years. And then I thought maybe my story, uh, sharing my journal together with my experience, can help others to open up and help them on their inner struggle. Because that's what I have felt uh, is sort of maybe the hardest thing is to take these uh, steps and sort of meeting your own anxiety, your own worries. When you sort of do something and you feel I'm just the only one thinking like this. And no, you're not. It's it's human and it's a way back.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I I think it's it's something very powerful to to do because um, we are wired in a way that um, being vulnerable means that we we might die actually if we Hmm. take it to the to to the end of it all, and uh, we might be uh, rejected by others. We might be um, cast outside the the group outside the tribe, and that means that we're like I said, we're basically um, in danger of of dying and but the the powerful thing is that of course, we all have these kinds of inner struggles, and if nobody speaks about them we we think we are we are alone. Uh, struggling with with these things and that's not true and it's very powerful when when someone um writes about these things and um is open about these things that we we feel that we're not alone and that mm-hmm. that means a lot for for many of us that we realize we're not broken we're not uh, um, damaged it's just something that uh, most of us are are going through, and um, it's part of being human. And mm. you also managed uh, mentioned um, this uh, idea of the the digital age and uh, the amount of information that uh, that comes to us each day. And I was thinking that. Indeed, our our brain hasn't been able to adapt because, let's say, 100 years ago, we had so much less information to process in a day than we do in an hour now. Like, (laughs) it's such a huge difference. And um, I think it's very interesting that that you that you focused on that as well it's mm-hmm. it's a problem that uh, we all experience nowadays and i'm really curious uh if you if we can explore this a little bit more how mm-hmm. how do you see um this influx of uh information has affected us
0: well i i sort of <clears throat> i sort of also got perspective on my own journey and i realized what actually happened to me in a way was it was in yeah, 2015 when I sort of um, got the burnout and, and sort of those dark feelings and thoughts. And also at that time, I sort of had been uh, very digital and uh, working as a management consultant, uh, sort of being available all the time, using my phone, checking my emails. And I was sort of deadly efficient. I, I did everything. I could be so available. And I sort of see now that I was quite early into the digital stress. And I didn't see it coming in a way, and I think that's what, in a way, is maybe one of the struggles that we are facing now. It's, it's, it's a paradigm shift in in the way we are, in the way we work, since we have, in a way, we have more, we have more food on our tables, we have roof over our heads, we have more things, we have more products, we have the material things, and also now we got the information that sort of, I don't know, in a way, puts us into a, uh, uh, um, yeah, a new new time uh, that we need to be very conscious about because the things that maybe we did before, we needed to move to, to, get our food. We needed to work with our hands, with our body to, to get things, to get material, to build a house. Uh, we can now sort of stay in, sit on our sofa, work on our computer and consume as much information as possible. And we do everything right as humans, but it's also, sort of in a way ha- destroying us because we 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 should do these things that going outside we need to do our exercise we need to be healthy and we need to sort of reduce our amount of information i think that's sort of the big thing that is sort of the, tricks the mind today because we should rest when we have time because we should be alert for hunting or alert for if any danger comes up so we should rest when we have the time so that's what our body tells us and also we should eat uh, when we had a possibility because usually there's a scarce of food we don't have enough food and also the next thing then with information is that we should check for information are there any risks are there any opportunities and we should sort of continue searching for information and that's what I see as maybe a highly sensitive person is that I'm more open to all this information, to sort of checking. I've I'm, I'm been a project manager and doing planning. So all this information now, when there is no stop, uh, there is something new that's happening to us. that we need to actually say, this is enough.
1: Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking and cleaning up after each meal.
0: I need to sort of balance myself. It's just the same as you uh, you don't drink alcohol the full day. You don't smoke all the time. You you do these things that's okay. It, it's, it's good with candy, uh, but you don't eat it every day and all the time because you know it's not good for you. And I think that's the same thing with information. It's very powerful. It's very good for us, but also too much is not good. So it's these sort of, shift that we 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 talk about. And I usually take an example. Um, when we talk about surgeons and, and doctors in mid-18, like 1850, they didn't wash their hands between surgery and help or taking care of dead bodies because we didn't believe in bacteria. And this um, researchers sort of found that well we need if we start cleaning our hands or the surgeons clean their hands, we can reduce the um, uh, fatality rates on 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 mothers when they give birth and it was reduced from like 12% down to 2%. But it took like 15 or 20 years before it was accepted in sort of the, the society or among surgeons that you should actually wash your hands. And today we maybe laugh at that and say, Hey, it's kind of stupid. It's quite normal that you should wash your hands. We all do it, especially now in the COVID times. And I think there's the same thing we have been smoking and it was also good in the beginning. And now it's like, maybe it's not that good. And we don't see information, and I think that triggers us and some of us more. And it's also this sort of, in a way, dangerous for us if it's consumed too much and we need to sort of balance or wash our mind from all these impressions and emotions and things that happen during a day. I think that's a big switch, and uh, it's new for us, and we don't know how to handle it. Uh, and that's what I see. We have this increased, increased mental illness and um, People sort of we don't have the tools uh, to handle it, and that's what I want to talk about this sort of to find a way back in understanding our emotions and handling all these inner thoughts and reactions that we have that are normal, but now it's overwhelming, and but we didn't need to learn this growing up because it was not a problem at that time because then there was time or there was nothing to do, and your mind could rest but now you may need to make that conscious decision to actually give your mind a rest. So I think that's sort of the main part. Exactly, exactly.
1: And uh th- there is this interesting uh, thing that I've seen in in my own experience uh with information. Um for instance, um my mom grew up in the communist regime and they had I think they had 1 hour of TV. Mm. Uh, per day or per week or something like this um, so information was pretty scarce um and they all they only had one type of information usually that was highly controlled mm-hmm. and after uh the communist regime fell um she was very interested in finding out new things and getting information and as I grew up um She wanted to to give me that, to share as much information with me as possible because she didn't have access to that. Mm. For her it was uh, a blessing that she had so much information and she wanted to to share it as as much as possible and she would uh, cut um, um, different pieces uh, from articles or from books and she would send them to me and... Things of this nature, and she still uh, has this habit. Um, on Messenger, on Facebook, she she keeps uh, sending all kinds of information, and um, it, it's really interesting to see um, how some patterns uh, from from that period has have uh, remained somehow, and how um, the fact that at some point it's like similar. Uh, to hunger when you had a, a, a period when you didn't have much food you want to eat as much as possible and store as much as possible so that you mm. make sure that you're not going to mm. go through that uh, again and, and for me it's it's very interesting to see because I've, i was born in in an era where when i had access free access to information and uh seeing that the contrast was uh, very interesting for me but what i also wanted to to get to um, mm-hmm. is um, maybe maybe this is a stereotype uh, so i don't know if if it's uh, the, the correct one but um, what i know about people uh, in northern europe is that they they have this ability and this, this habit of going out in nature and even going out to remote places where they don't have uh, um, um, mobile signal or just that are quite remote. And mm-hmm. I think um, that is actually a, a great I- idea for this digital age to to take the time to disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. Giving a gift that supports someone dear to your heart can be a real blessing. Woohoo You made it very simple for you to offer a memorable gift that your loved one will surely cherish for the rest of their life. Help him or her feel appreciated and valued right now. They might need it more than you think. Go to georgianbenta.com slash woohoo or visit the link in the description to find out more.
0: Yeah, no, I I think... um I believe nature is very healing in a way, Um, and it's also a normal thing uh, to be in nature. And I'm out, I'm doing a lot of hiking, especially after I did the the Camino, the one in in Spain. And it's just so relaxing to be out there, and and, uh, I think I I sort of see it as a, a... if you sort of look at the mind as well, like if you are in nature or maybe up, uh, you're at a place, location where there's not that many people and you sort of have control over the area in a way, your mind can relax because you have control of the area. There are no dangers around you. Then sort of maybe subconsciously you, re- you sort of relax more and you sort of are in that sort of quiet place. But imagine if you're going on in a city downtown or you are around information all the time, it's 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 subconsciously you are a bit alert all the time. There's something could happen. Is there a danger? Is there opportunity? Is there something I need to be aware of? Will these people I meet, will they attack me? Of course, you know they will not attack you, but still it's, if you look at human, it's about surviving and it's about being in, in sort of, not being uh, in danger and, and trying to be safe. So I think that's sort of a mental thing that's, helps you in nature and did a lot of research now i think it's mainly from japan when they do this i I think it's called forest bathing and being out in nature and uh, yeah there is something there i think that also it's humans we have been living in nature for 99 percent of our time in a way so it's nothing strange Uh, it's these new times that are strange Uh, and i'm also just want to sort of thought about the thing that you said, like when you're not ha- having information and getting information, and also like it's it's just changing. Like before, we didn't have that much food, and it was like if you came to a visit, it's like have you eaten? Do you want some food? And then maybe it was information that you were bored and you didn't have anything to do, so you help your kids or let's entertain you, let's do something uh, because it was something that you didn't have and it was boring to be having nothing to do and then you sort of of course we need to entertain you all the time and now maybe we have pushed it so much that we are entertained all the time so it's always this sort of it's a good cause like you said with your mother and and sort of giving you information but now it's an overload of information and it's also that switch of yes for me nature is a good way just to Maybe it's also helping you to distance because there's nothing you can do. And also you can add movement. I do a lot of hiking and it's, you just walk there in the woods and it's very sort of soothing for your, uh, for your body. I remember when I did the, the hike in, in Spain and I met this Italian lady and we talked about hiking and what sort of, what's soothing with doing the hike. And she said, well, by, by hiking or by walking, you melt the snow in your body. And that's mm. sort of really touched me in a way that it's because of when I was on my Camino, I sort of went just gone through a divorce. And I was, you know, very sort of sad and upset. It's been a very upsetting times. And it was just so right doing this hike because just walking, and you can just feel maybe some emotions came up and you were crying, and it was just like, but you just continue walking, and it was like just cleaning your body in a way. And that sort of helps me so much now as well. There could be when I have busy times, it's I just sort of have my fallback sort of strategy. If I'm overwhelmed, if it's too much, I know okay, let's go into nature, let's go for a hike, let's go for a walk, let's do something because it helps me to relax. So I think that's uh, especially during these last years when it's been, of course, in Sweden maybe we've been able to move around more uh, than in other parts of the world. But for me, like doing the hikes and doing outdoor things, it's been very uh, soothing. It's not that you maybe are sort of have the happy feeling all the time, but still it's accepting it and just sort of giving your body the time to digest the things that goes on.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And uh, one of the the things that most of the um, guests on the gratitude podcast have shared is that nature is, a great a being in nature, and nature itself is um, a great way to reconnect with gratitude. And uh, I'm curious to uh, to find out more about your perspective on gratitude. Like, um, how do you define it? What what is gratitude for you in your perspective?
0: Yeah, I think. Oh, there's so many dimensions in a way on on uh, gratitude. But for me, it's being thankful for, for the small things, uh, thankful for the things that that you have around you. And also, yeah, I think that's actually reflect of what you have, because sometimes it's been that we're chasing things so much. Uh, mm. I, I think that was a big switch for me doing the, the Camino. I've been I can see it now with sort of perspective. I've been always sort of chasing something that I just, when I finish this, I will be satisfied. When I finish this, I always been sort of aiming at something and sort of maybe then I can relax. Maybe then I can relax. But during that Camino, everything became so simple. It was like so many things that happened during this hike. It was, I hiked a lot with the guy that didn't walk that fast. And I'm used to sort of hiking fast and, you know, meeting the goal the quickest. But then I realized there's no point uh, if I sort of make that daily hike in four hours or six hours. It's, that's what I'm going to do for the day. It's doing the hike. It doesn't really matter if I stress. And then I sort of stopped and, and more enjoyed the conversations on the way and, and stopped maybe for a longer coffee with people I met on the hike. So that was sort of just a small thing for me in, in gratitude to sort of enjoy the company of people instead of rushing to to a goal.
1: Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from calorie smart, keto protein plus to vegan and veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com slash gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active.
0: And also the gratitude of just getting the food and you've been high hiking the whole day and just getting a coffee or getting the food and people are so friendly and helping and actually give you food on your table. That's also maybe things we take for granted, but it's also these small things that I think we need to stop somehow and maybe think, when was the last time that you were actually hungry or hadn't eaten for a long time? And just like, stop, no, maybe that was a very long time ago. Maybe you've been a bit hungry, but maybe not really if you compare to other parts of the world that actually don't have food. And... Stopping back there and sort of seeing things that we take for grant, granted today it's in a way you look look back a couple of hundred years it's a luxury, and also seeing what your parents and and what other people have done for you, even though maybe you feel a situation that it's ah oh, this um, I have a bad situation and this and this has happened, but still there are still people around you that are fixing things and helping you and, and have a good heart. Of course, there's people that maybe don't do that, but the majority are like you and me and the people listening and the friends you have. It's it's good people, and they do the best with what they have. Ah, it's maybe a long answer on gratitude, but I think it's so many things to, to think about. And I think one last bit that I think made a big impact on me doing this uh, and coming back to the Camino still but it was that when you're doing this hike, it's you go like 25 kilometers a day and you have your backpack and you have like three t-shirts, three pairs of underwear, you have your jacket and uh, you have sort of the water bottle and things like that. And I just remember one day or sort of, I think it was one evening and I sort of packed my backpack because you want to be ready in the morning to start the hike. I realized how different it was for me. I was sleeping in a room with 12 more people. Uh, I've been usually sort of working in the business and traveling and living at hotels and having the sort of that kind of life. But here I was so free. I had everything I needed in my backpack. I had my shoes. I knew that tomorrow I'm just going to pack my bag. I'm just going to make sure that I have everything with me. But then I'm going to hike to the next place. I'm going to sleep there. And it was just so simple. And it's made my life so much simpler also now coming forward. It's, I don't need that many things it's, you always meet people around you and it's being sort of, I think I've been for also being sort of hooked into the material things that it's, we don't need that much, but it can also hold us back that we want that house. We want that car. We want that TV. We want this and want this, want this, but all these things actually also stops us from living in a way. So for me, sort of gratitude is coming also back to the, to the simple things and seeing, seeing people, uh, and uh, being grateful for the things that you get and also from people helping you and also helping others. Long answer, but <laughs> I think that's sort of one perspective <laughs> no, on gratitude. I, I loved it. I loved it.
1: <laughs> and I think you, you pointed out so many of the, um, of the important things about gratitude and about life in general. I think uh, I love the example that, that you um, mentioned uh, what uh, the friend that you Uh, we're hiking with and it makes so much sense and it's it's so perfect for for someone that wants to do everything fast and um, maybe to be the first one or Mm. um, things of this nature to get that uh, goal um, Mm. as much as soon as possible and uh, yes sometimes (laughs) it's just about being patient and just enjoying the journey and uh, seeing the things that are going on around you and appreciating them and that's that's such a beautiful perspective and it it's very related to gratitude and to Mm. what actually um, matters in life and uh, what actually makes us feel grateful because Mm. of course it There is a certain satisfaction with um, being good at things and reaching goals fast. But when does that end, actually? Because it's like, okay, I'm (laughs) reaching this goal very fast. I'm uh, making these sacrifices. I'm, um, I don't know, um, cutting off relationships so that I can um, make sure I get this done as soon as possible. And then I, I get it done. I uh, get the goal. And then, then what happens? Well, <laughs> there's the next one. Yeah. And you keep on doing the, the same thing. Yeah. And hopefully at some point you, you realize, okay, what am I actually doing here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I agree. And I think it's been, I see it also as, as a process that we have gone through. We sort of, we have, we have needed this sort of expansion with the, the the industrial world, and because we have had starving, we have had not enough products. We have had we have had rough times, and sort of thank you, thanks to all this technology, we have expanded and sort of and actually that we can have this interaction right now over 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 the internet and having a live podcast between Romania and Sweden, <laughs> uh, and it's it's we can sort of have conversations all over the world. So We have in in a way. As a society, as humans, as globally, we are now connected in a new way that was not possible before. So we have reached a new connection in, in the world. Just imagine that it's not just this small group of people now. We can share knowledge all over the world. So it, it's, we have created something, but also maybe we need to sort of also fall back. Now we have created something. How can we enjoy it? Because now it's also we we compare each other to people all over the world it's not that you just compare with with someone locally that like you're the best soccer player or you're the best uh, blacksmith you're the best programmer in your uh, local place you compare yourself to people all over the world who is the best podcaster who is the best author and then you're sort of comparing to 7 billion people and of course there would then there will be a struggle but also looking back and maybe also going more locally it's this is where you interact with others But also we then compare uh, all over the world. And that also triggers us in a different way because, well, I'm not the best. There is someone better in the world. But that's maybe not a good way to compare yourself with, because there will only be one that is best in the world, but still you will have friends around you locally uh, and work is needed locally and uh, there's always things that you can do. And all this sort of efficiency, always being available, always doing thing, because you can work 24 seven, you can be connected all the time, but it doesn't work. And there I also come back to nature. And, and if we look at all the phases in, in nature, we have the springtime, we have the summer, we have the harvest in the fall, when you sort of collect all the different things from, from all the agriculture, and you're not mad in springtime, if you have no apples in the garden, because you know, well, it will take time for the apples to grow. And also in the wintertime, it's you're okay with wintertime. It's you don't wake up the bear that sleeps because you know, he's sleeping now and it's wintertime and you relax. You actually take a step back, which we as humans also did before, before we had the electrical lights, it was a different phase. But now since we have pushed ourselves so hard, We have the possibility and we, I don't know, mentally, maybe we need to sort of think that we need to sort of take advantage of all the times we need to do things. We need to do all these things, but do we? Because we have changed in a way, but we are still chasing after something that we maybe not need. So I think it's an interesting switch also there with nature and the sort of technology and the changes in the world.
1: Yeah that's so true and it of course uh, this digital age is giving us many many benefits and it's actually helping us um at at some point to to get back to nature mm. and to be able to live a, a simpler life yeah as long as of course we know how to to find the balance yeah because like you said uh many things are are great if we don't abuse them if they if they're not too much, and um, yeah, uh, the this digital age and um, all this connectivity can help us with gratitude quite a lot mm-hmm. if we choose to. And I'm happy that our listeners chose to to use this connectivity to connect with us and to connect with gratitude but of course it can also have uh, a negative impact if we are using it too much and um balancing uh, balancing it out with nature and uh, with disconnecting from all of this information is is very important because i, I think the, the was the, the, the biggest risk here is that we're not aware of how much information is coming um towards us it's, mm. we We got used with it, and uh, we don't see how hard it is for our brain for our bodies to um to take it in uh, and i think one, once we we find that the time to to disconnect to go out in nature and we realize how how good that feels mm. and how simple it is um then we, we can see the, the contrast and uh, find, out, find ways to, uh, to, to get this balance because it's, it's so important if we want to experience more gratitude, for instance. And I was very curious um, if you have any tips for, for our listeners regarding gratitude, like uh, if you have some, uh, some habits that uh, you would recommend our listeners.
0: I think one of the main thing, as we talked about, maybe the digital world to, like, if you are, I, I, am, I have been very affected by the digital world and because I'm a sort of an empath and helper, and I want to be for everyone. Uh, and maybe be aware that, that you are uh, one of those persons that want to be there uh, for everyone. Uh, then it's also sort of maybe an inner struggle that because you want to help the world, but also, they're just helping one person. Is also a, a, a good achievement. Uh, so also having that gratitude of also see the things that you do, even though well, there is so much more to do. Yes, but think of what you have achieved. See what you sort of create around you. I think that's uh, one of the things, and also. Setting routines, I think, is, is uh, crucial uh, since we, we, we can be this sort of connection all the time to set your routines that makes you feel good. Start the day in a way that helps your body to wake up uh, and set different kind of routines that maybe exercise or doing some meditation in the morning. It doesn't need to be that you do two-hour thing, do a 15 or 30 minutes or five minutes or whatever. And also during the day, try to stop uh, because usually if you rush, it's you, you be in this sort of panic or you're sort of in a flight or fight or freeze mode, as we talk about, uh, and, and um, actually lot to stop during the day and see what's happened. And also end the day uh, with also this sort of time to reflect, what did I do today? Uh, what am I grateful about? Because if you do these small things during the day, you can see that you have done a lot and you can be more satisfied with what you do. And also then also be grateful to yourself and the things that you actually accomplish and even though if it's small things you might think this is nothing but see these small things because it's all these small things that makes a difference it's not when you have finished your life <laughs> or when you retire it's all these things during a day uh, then you sort of see life in a different way i think so it's um I realize so maybe the person with long answers, but <laughs> that's my perspective. No, that's perfect. That's perfect.
1: I love uh, long answers and um, I love how thought you, thoughtful you are when, uh, when you're answering a question. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so um, we're nearing the end of our time together and mm-hmm. um, I wanted to ask you, where can our audience get the Vulnerable Man, the book?
0: Yes, The Vulnerable, Vulnerable Man is uh, available on Amazon. So it's The Vulnerable Man uh, and just search for it there. Or you can also check uh, my website. It's uh, thomasanderson.se. So that's where you can find me awesome. or, yeah, awesome. on websites and Instagram and things like that.
1: Perfect, perfect. Thank you very much for your time, for being here with us and for sharing all of these amazing ideas with us. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me Save big on brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each, then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.